Sifter for the ear. News, interviews, reviews, cinema, TV, streaming. Action. Hi, y'all. This is Jerry Williams, a.k.a. TV Jerry. You might have heard of Fathom Events. They screen all sorts of events in local theaters, from operas to live theater to special re-releases of big screen classics like The Big Lebowski's 25th release and The Flashdance 40th, which is coming up on the 30th of this month. One cool series that's going now is the Studio Ghibli Fest, which features many of that Japanese animation studio's greatest hits, including a live production of Spirited Away, which looks pretty cool. I'll have a link to Fathom Events on the webpage for this show at tvjerry.com. In August 2009, John Heidel and his wife Christina opened the Goochland Drive-In Theater. It's been going strong since then, propelled by their love of movies and a modernized movie-going experience. We'll join John to talk about how and why they wanted to open a drive-in and what's new and different about the experience now. Sifter Review of the Week Ghosted on Apple TV At the start of the movie, Chris Evans and Anna de Armas meet very cute. That first date goes well, but when she ghosts him, he travels to London to surprise her, where he becomes embroiled in her real life as a CIA agent. In the obvious twist on the genre, she is the accomplished agent, while he is the helpless, hapless, unwilling accomplice. Fortunately, the film not only features some beautifully executed fights, but there's enough comedy to make the relationship enjoyable. DeArmas makes a great kick-ass agent, while Evans is simply delightful with his comic reactions. Director Dexter Fletcher has put it all together with aplomb. Even though there are typical genre elements, the performances in action help it rise above to create a fun adventure. By the way, a few famous people show up for cameos, including Ryan Reynolds, who's especially hilarious. I gave Ghosted four out of five stars. I grew up in Florida in the 50s, so you can guess where I spent a lot of movie nights in the drive-ins, of course. Absolutely. And ironically, I was just watching uh, this new Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, and the first scene in that happens at a drive-in. So they're popular. Coming back, actually excited here to talk to John Heidel today, who is the founder, owner, and chief executive dreamer of the Goochland Drive-In. John, welcome to Sifter. Thank you, Jerry. Glad to be here. So what do you mean by chief executive dreamer? Well, it goes back to the whole genesis of why we would start a drive-in theater in the 21st century. No one took us seriously. It was really a dream. And we were told so, you're dreaming. And so I kind of took that to heart and said, all right, I'm the chief executive dreamer. Oh, okay. Along with my wife, Christina, we kind of put together kind of all the ingredients as it right. was to uh, build a drive-in. So now there was not a drive-in there. There was not a restored drive-in. This was from scratch, right? Yes, sir. It took us a couple, three years to find the right space, the right land, uh, but no broker, no realtor, bank, et cetera, would take you seriously. Right. And that includes even the local, you know, business development office at our county. You know, they wow. thought, well, these are nice folks, but you know, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> Uh, you know, wow. Why would anyone open a drive-in theater? They died for a reason. But we believed in the concept. So uh, we finally found a spot on our own, and it turned out to be the best spot possible. How did you end up finding the money? Did you have to do a big bank heist <laughs> like in the movies? Now, wouldn't that have been something? <laughs> yeah, uh, really. <laughs> you know, we had saved and we had invested, and we took everything we had and put it into this drive-in. We believed in it that much. Uh, at the time, we had two small children. And to take them to a regular indoor multiplex, uh, number one, it's expensive, but a lot of times the kids don't sit still. Right. You know, one of the parents ends up with one kid out in the car waiting. Right, for, right. Uh, the uh, other parent, the, the older child to come out. So it was a waste of time and money. 
And we thought a drive-in would be awesome, but there were none around. Now, what did you do before this? My background is in sales and marketing with an entrepreneurial flair. After I left the corporate world, I started a small dry cleaning business. You know, it's a fun little business, right. but uh, people go to a dry cleaner because they have to, not because they want to. But with the drive-in theater, folks come because they want to be there. And, you know, if you don't like the movie that week, it's okay. There'll be new movies next week. So now I, I haven't, obviously haven't been out there yet, but back in my day, you had the big clunky speakers you had to hang on the window. I'm sure that's gone. What else is new and different about a driving experience in the 21st century? The sound is now broadcast through a FM radio. Right. And they actually started that back in the 80s as these speaker companies had died off. Yeah, I remember that. So um, the sound quality is incredible. This is super clear sound through your car radio or your right. portable radio. Uh, also, the projection is strictly digital. Uh, when we started in 09, we were using 35 millimeter film. We upgraded to digital in 2013. You know, besides the technical side of things, the feel of the drive-in, uh, we still keep it retro. And folks, I think that's what resonates with folks. It's when they come out there, they're unplugging from the other modern world. Right, right. And um, I think that's what's really resonated. Do you by any chance still have the little trailers? Let's, let's all, all go, to go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Those right, old yeah. yeah. So we all uh, we have something we call our pre-show and it's a mix of old commercials and maybe an old cartoon, maybe music video from the 80s or 70s or something like that. It's extremely popular. It changes all the time. And who puts that together? Uh, I do. Oh, cool. OK. It started off just as a lark. I wanted to throw up a few things that I enjoyed seeing as a kid. And people, re the feedback was strong. So we just kept doing it and Great. we do it before every show. So I guess this probably doesn't happen much anymore because cars are more advanced. But do you have an extra pair of jumper cables in case somebody's battery does run down from the uh, radio? Yeah, that's a big common question is, hey, what if my car battery dies? Right. Well, we've got jump boxes. We started out doing jumper cables, but that got to be a little cumbersome with driving a car over and whatnot. You know, one night you may have only one car that needs a jump. Some nights you may have five cars or more, but we're always there with the jump start. We use these little jump boxes and we get folks going. Nobody's ever camped out or gotten <laughs> stranded. So uh, there's no little wake up little Susie moments at the drive. And we make sure that everybody's taken care of. And Listen to um, you with your 50s reference, the Everly Brothers there. Wake up, Susie, wake up. It's, it's, it's a classic drive-in song for sure. Yeah. Oh, so. there you go. Now, I do know you have a main screen and you have a Grove. What are those options? Okay, the main screen is our original screen. That's what you think of when you go to a drive-in. It's the traditional setup. And we built that in 2009. The Grove was a concept I was playing around with in my head for a few years. We had an extra part of land that wasn't big enough to do a full-on giant screen with a giant parking lot. Uh, so it's kind of a hybrid system. It's the only one like it in the world that we know of, but it's partially uh, has cars where you can sit and get that traditional experience. And then there's a manicured lawn with in-ground speakers where folks bring lawn chairs and plop down and enjoy the show that way. So uh, it's been more popular than we could have imagined. So uh, we're grateful for that. But, you know, the drive-ins, it's a labor of love. Yeah, sure. You know, when I was getting into it, you couldn't get really any information about drive-ins. And there were a few folks that really wanted to talk to you about it. Uh, I was fortunate enough to come across a couple. Of, I hate to use the term 
you know, old timers, but that's really what they were. Right. And they were just genuine good guys that loved the industry. And they said, are you looking to get rich? And I said, well, that would be wonderful. And they said, well, son, you're probably looking in the wrong business. Right, right, but right. They said, if you take care of your customers and you get a good group of employees, you know, you can make a decent living. Uh, and I took that to heart. But, you know, my wife's an accountant by background and I'm an entrepreneur slash businessman by background. So we really wanted to take this to the next level if possible. And uh, so far, I can tell you, we've been very pleased uh, with the outcome. So that means you've had good crowds come in. Yes, sir. Yes, great, sir. great. But again, it's it's old fashioned. It's old fashioned service. I mean, you right, can see right. a movie anywhere today. Sure. But I think people come back for the experience, and uh, you know, we really care about what we do, yeah, and I yeah. think that shows. Yeah. And I guess obviously with kids, that, that that's the logical place for it because you can, you know it's easier to bring two or three screaming kids. You know, it's funny. I remember way back in the day, and I think the old Capitol Theater on Broad Street had it. They actually had crying rooms. Back in the very back of the theater, they had a big wall with a, a window in it, and you could take the crying babies in there. Well, I tell you, that was an idea ahead of its time. Yeah. And I don't I don't think a lot of the theaters followed suit yeah, with yeah. that. If there's ever that time when you do have a crying baby, you know, I'd say 99% of the parents, you know, understand that. And they'll walk them kind of, they'll take them on a little walk to the back right, of the right, uh, right. area so they don't disturb others. But right. uh, uh, generally speaking, we don't have any issues with it. I did notice one thing interesting on the website. Tickets are only online now. You can't just drive up and give you cash. Yes, sir. COVID really changed a lot of things for a lot of different industries. Uh -huh. Initially, we started out when we opened just, hey, it's it, we pay per person and it's cash or credit card at the ticket booth, first come, first serve. But as our popularity grew, folks were showing up for movies only to be turned away because we were completely sold out. Oh, wow. And that did not generate much goodwill. So we always wanted to do some sort of advanced ticketing, but really didn't know how to go about it. When COVID came about, we were pretty much forced to figure something out right away. So we switched to a system where it's strictly online. And it has worked out incredibly well. Initially, it was just going to be for the COVID year, but folks wanted it back so bad that we kept it. And now it ensures that whoever shows up, they've already gotten their ticket, they're getting in. So it's, it's worked out really well. So that's another modern twist, I guess, we've done in the past few years. How far have you had people come from? As far as we know, we've had them from all 50 states. Wow. I don't think they, if they've come from Alaska just to come to the Goochland Drive-In, but <laughs> uh, they've been on a tour or, or something of the, the lower 48. Uh, we've had them from overseas, England, Germany. It's been pretty amazing. And, wow. uh, you know, the word has gotten out about the Goochland Drive-In Theater. You know, we don't promote ourselves nationwide, but it gets out there in forums and chat right. sites and things like that. And uh, we've been even ranked as high as number five in the country out wow. of the, the 300 or so that still exist. Congratulations. We're still working for number one. You want to get all the way to the top. I don't blame you. So now tell me, just for anybody listening who, let's say, lives in the fan, how long is the drive out to the theater? Well, you just hop on 64. Uh, you take it down to exit 152 in Haydensville. You know, I'd say, you know, you're looking at under 30 minutes, depending right. on, you know, the traffic once you get up to 64. We're right off the exit. So it's easy to get there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was part of the whole mission. You know, make it easy to get, make it affordable, but make it easy to get to. So you're not navigating any back roads or anything. You get off the highway exit, you go a quarter mile, there we are. What do you do to keep people from peeking over the fence? Or is it designed in such a way that people can't see the show without getting in? Uh, a drive-in theater, one thing that kills the experience is ambient lighting, noise. Right. Uh, we're surrounded by a thicket uh, of thick woods with uh, 
thorns and stickers and to try to get through that you're gonna someone's really gonna they want, really want to see the movie just come off a couple bucks folks it'd be easier right <laughs> absolutely so really you know there's not really any of that with the goots and we're so you know isolated in that way which has been nice so you know a lot of the drive-ins that started out what used to be on the edge of town now they've been encroached upon by you know suburbia yeah and you know, it's affected their, you know, the quality of the shows that they may have had, you know, 50 years ago. So, yeah, but yeah. they're still, you know, a lot of them are still plugging. It's interesting, you know, because one of my podcasts a, a couple months ago with, with Joe Masher, who's the COO of Movieland, because yeah. they had talked about putting a drive-in in and they were going to do it. And I kept saying, you know, you're right by that railroad track. That's going to be really obnoxious when the trains go by. They ended up not doing it, obviously, but uh, it was interesting that they were considering that a while back. Uh, that family, that company is a top-notch uh, company, yeah. what they've done and the way they run their operation, it's top notch as far as indoor theaters go. And uh, I, I'd heard news about them trying to do a drive in theater, but I had the same concerns, you know, about the uh, lighting and the noise. Right, you right. So you show double features and single features. How does that work out? Double features you'll find on Friday and Saturday nights. And then uh, if we're open during weeknights, uh, during the summer or, you know, for special holidays, uh, we'll do single features on those nights. Because uh, folks still have to get up in the morning on sure, a week right. on a weekday, right? So everything is pretty much PG thirteen, uh, PG through R. You know, we try to stay mainstream. We don't get okay. too racy. Ten years ago, I think we played Magic Mike, the original one. You know, <laughs> but, right, uh, right? Other than that, that's about as racy as we've gotten. Oh wow, okay. And you know, we find that our uh, our core audience are the families, you know, groups of friends that just want to come out for you know an innocuous, fun evening that you know that's cheap. So you know, the value of a drive-in. The experience of it uh, you can bring your pet it's it's just an all-around thing you know we did not invent the concept i did not invent the concept but you know we just kind of took what we learned and we kind of honed it and smoothed it out for a 21st century audience and you know we're always learning uh, we're always trying to do better but uh so far folks really seem to dig it what happens if it rains uh rain or shine the the show goes on oh does it oh cool okay uh that's been the case for drive-ins for decades I can tell you that when we first started out for first few years, if it was going to rain, we would cancel the show. Right. And then lo and behold, it wouldn't rain a drop. And we missed out on a whole night of you know revenue and folks missed out on a, on a night of a good time. So yeah. uh, we said, you know what, we're going to stay open rain or shine. And like all the other drive-ins have done. And most of the time, most of the time, the rains doesn't even appear. Uh, last Thursday night was a prime example, 95% chance of thunderstorms. We got a little bit of drizzle for when we first opened. And other than that, it was a beautiful night. So rain that's, or shine, always a good time. That's a smart way to do it too, because uh, yeah, I, I've seen that happen. I, I, like last weekend, it was supposed yeah. to be sunny and it was raining. So yeah, it happens. Do you have any special programs that you plan from time to time? Or is it strictly just first run movies and second run movies? You know, seeing a double feature of first run movies, incredible value. Folks get a, a lot of bang for their buck. But we started, you know, periodically doing retro shows, throwing up Smokey and the Bandit, Grease, even going further back, you know, to some old uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies, some old horror movies from the uh, 30s and 40s uh -huh, uh, around yeah. Halloween. So uh, those have been extremely well received. And folks encourage us to show more of those because if you think about it, you know, seeing a classic movie on the TV, a lot of generations, they've grown up doing that. But yeah. when you experience it on a giant screen, uh, you really get the full impact of what the, you know, the, the filmmakers were trying to convey. And I think that's what's really cool about the opportunity to show retro movies. Um, as long as we can get the studios to, you know, agree to release it, 
uh, right. which usually we can, thankfully. Um, yeah, it's been great. So they will allow you to, I mean, like you running first run movies when they're just coming out too. People don't have to wait three or four weeks to see the hits. No, sir. Uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, just premiered last Wednesday. We were open for that on Wednesday because a lot of the uh, school systems were off on spring break. Right. Normally this time of year, we would just be weekends. But for that, we had to open. And it's become the biggest box office record breaking movie uh, of all time uh, for an animated movie. So we right. were glad to, you know, to get it. You know, when the Marvel movies come, we get those the day they come out. Great, um, good. Very rarely are we are we uh, turned away, but uh, you know we uh, we've got a good fan base and uh, a lot of folks just want to. They try us out on just out of curiosity, and they find out. Well, you know, wow, this was actually pretty cool. Let's go back. So it you know it's just a it's a simple formula. You know, just have a good product. You know, have a good staff. Take care of your customers and throw in a bunch of care. And, you know, it all the machine will start to roll and work. Um, it's part art and part science altogether. But, uh, you know, we're still uh, we enjoy it. And uh, when it stops being fun, I guess I'll stop doing this. So. Right, right. Do the uh, concessionaires and people wear campy 50s outfits or are they just wearing <laughs> basic polos? For our grease nights, uh -huh. uh, everyone got dressed up for that. But uh, in some of our theme nights, you'll see the uh, crew get dressed up, um, which we encourage. Mo mainly it's just a, a cool little Goochland Drive-In Theater T-shirt. Uh, a hat. Uh, we offer, you know, sweatshirts and things uh, on the colder nights, but uh, we try to keep it just comfortable and loose. Um, they are busy in there. They are hustling. Right. And we want them to be cool and comfortable. Um, no polos, no, uh, no little uh, paper hats or anything like that. <laughs> little, uh, little smocks. We don't do that. But, uh, you know, it's funny when you mention that, uh, you know, if you see pictures of you know, drive-in workers way back when. I mean, they were wearing bow ties and, yeah. you know, little striped outfits and things like that. And I imagine even on, on a hot night, because we know how warm it can get, especially if you're jumping around in a snack bar. Sure. It gets very hot. I can only imagine back then those folks had to be, you know, quite uncomfortable wearing those long sleeves and the bow ties and whatnot. So. But they were used to it, I guess. So they just didn't. Yeah, I suppose. More, yeah, more formal time. Yeah. So when you get a night off from the drive-in, what do you like to watch at home? Well, that's a good question. You know, I'm an old soul, you know, so I enjoyed watching old movies, uh, old TV shows. To me, you know, the classic stuff, it's, it's, it's funny how much of it is dated, but it's also uh, funny how good it actually is and how some of it really holds up to this day. I've introduced my uh, children who are now uh, 20 and uh, 19. Uh, to a lot of those old shows that I grew up watching. Let me make sure you say old shows. You're talking like maybe 30s, 40s, and 50s type stuff, or are you talking 60s, 70s, 80s? Uh, movies, you know, can run all the way back to the 30s, but in terms of television programs, we're talking, you know, the 50s on up. You know, but I enjoy all that, and uh, I wish a lot of the uh, the younger people would, you know, check out some of these shows. I know TV's kind of a dying art form. You know, a lot of these kids don't even have TVs, and watch a TV show like we used to watch. Right, right. And everything is just on their phones or it's, uh, you know, on demand. Uh, and there's something to be, I guess, said for that convenience. I suppose when we were young, we would love to have had something like that. But Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, don't you remember the excitement of just waiting for that favorite show to come on? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, now you just week. binge them all overnight. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? So, Although, but, you know, uh, actually some of the main shows, like HBO especially, they're starting to drop them out once a week like the old days so you still have to sit around and some people complain because they're spoiled because they wanted to just sit and binge it and have it over with but i i like it 
watch a whole season in like three days. You know, I guess that has its merits, but uh, yeah, I like, uh, you know, just knowing, okay, hey, you know, my show's coming on this time this week. But again, you know, I'm, I'm from a different uh, generation than so, these guys. So what would, one, what would be one of your two favorite movies, period films? Uh, period films. Uh, well, if you go back to the 30s, you know, Wuthering Heights from 1939, uh, Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind got most of the 1939, yeah, right. They got most of the press from that year. That's a classic movie. Um, you know, if you kind of get up into the, uh, you know, the 50s and 60s, uh, you know, I mean, for me, a movie that had a, a huge impact on me was uh, Planet of the Apes. I just thought that was, you know, so well done. And the first one, especially. And just, you know, as a kid watching it, you know, a few years after it came out, uh, it just, that was a pretty incredible movie. But, you know, right. the movies go on and on. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, a lot of the Alfred Hitchcock stuff was really just incredible. Right. Um, Did you hear they're doing a remake of The Birds, by the way? I have not heard that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm sure it'll all be digital birds, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're not going to use real birds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just, um, you, know, it, there's, you know, there's so many good movies, you know, to think about. If you get into the 70s and everything, some iconic ones, you know, that, you know, The Smoking the Bandit, of course, very iconic. Uh, you know, not exactly an Oscar Right, right. Uh, well, you got but, Raging uh, Bull and, you know, all that kind of stuff, too. Oh, Raging Bull, incredible. Uh, you know, some of the Stanley Kubrick stuff in the late 60s, early 70s, just really just iconic uh, type stuff. Uh, I'd like to see movies make a shift back to story driven. Um, you know, the the super the special effects and the superheroes and all that. That's incredible. Uh, we love them. Uh, and they generate a lot of uh, revenue for theaters. But I think there's a. Uh, a clamoring out there for some movies like they used to make that we Just don't good see solid anymore. storytelling about people. Okay. Yes, sir. Right, good right. dramas, romantic comedies, a Western can, can a Western be pulled off today? I think in the right way it could, uh, you know, when's the last time you saw a really good comedy in a theater? You know, they, they're just uh, yeah. they're very few and far between. And, uh, you know, I think back, you know, movies like a Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman right. back in the early eighties, you don't see those movies, even some of the teen movies from the eighties, you know, that were, you know, coming of age tales, you really don't see that. And right. um, I'd love to see that come back. And I think uh, the new movie air that just came out about the story about Michael Jordan, seeing it tomorrow night. Yep. Excellent movie. Uh, totally recommend it. We need to stay, not stay, but we need to add movies like that back into the, uh, the collection, so to speak. So I'm, I think that um, Hollywood's going to get the message. You can only remake and uh, reboot so many times, but originality, you know, folks are looking for that these days. Yeah, and it's cyclical. You know, that happens. I think it was Spielberg that said that, uh, you know, one day that people are going to be bored with superheroes because yep. they want something else. So, yeah, that's true. So I know it's outdoors and it's summer. What about mosquitoes? That's one of the amazing things about the Goodson Drive-In Theater. Not only does rain avoid us most of the time, but we don't have any issues with bugs. Wow. And the way I know this is that we don't get any complaints about bugs. And also my wife, who can be indoors and still get bitten by a mosquito, <laughs> uh, whenever she's out there, she doesn't ever get bit. Now, why is that? I don't know. Our lot is completely gravel. And uh, I think that, you know, not having all that woods or we have woods all around us, of course, but I think that may contribute to it. Someone talked to us about it years ago and said that's probably why you don't oh, have cool. much of a, a bug issue. So, uh, you know, we still keep a can of off in the snack bar. If someone needs it, we've got it. But we may use one can a year, you know, for thousands of people. So right, if right. that tells you anything. 
Yeah, cool, so, great. Yeah, no bugs issue, thankfully. I'll tell you, you know, when I grew up in Florida, because we had those big trucks that would drive by that would just yep. cover everything in steam, and we'd run through it because we were kids, stupid kids, <laughs> like, what are we doing to our lungs? We had those in Mississippi. I remember in the seventies, and uh, yeah, we'd run, we'd do the same thing. My mom would yell at us, but it was kind of a fun thing, you know, for that thirty seconds that that yeah. fog, you know, was out there. Yeah. One final thing before I let you go. You have a website, obviously. Is there any way for people to sign up for like a, a weekly newsletter to tell you what's playing or something? You know, we've never done the weekly newsletter thing or the email blast. We've always thought about it, just never actually done it. But our Facebook page seems to be the the main way that's interactive, uh, that folks can know what the latest and greatest is going on at the drive-in, what's a quick tip that they can check out. Uh, our Facebook page has been pretty amazing as far as like fans. We've got like 110 thousand and wow it continues to grow so that's been a great thing for us yeah so we've been very fortunate with that i'll be sure to include a link to the facebook page on the uh, web page for this show too so listeners will have that so they can check it out well john heidel i want to thank you so much this has been fascinating i haven't been out there yet but one of these days i might just show up at the uh, gooseland drive-in but you sound like you've got a great business and it sounds like it's very popular so congratulations to you well, you have a standing uh, invitation anytime, open invitation anytime you'd like to come, Jerry. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk with you. Dad. I really enjoyed it. Good deal. I did too. Thank you very much. That was John Heidel, co-owner of the Goochland Drive-In Theater. There's a link to the theater on the webpage for this show at TV Jerry. Coming soon. In theaters. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Judy Bloom's beloved novel about 11-year-old girl has been adapted with Rachel McAdams and Kathy Bates. Big George Foreman, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world. Well, the title pretty much sums up this biopic. Polite Society. A woman decides to become a stunt woman, and there's a wedding heist. This was written and directed by Nita Manzur, who created the delightful We Are Lady Parts. Sisu. An ex-soldier discovers gold in the Lapland wilderness, but he meets conflicts from Nazi soldiers. The Black Demon, a family headed by Josh Lucas, ends up on a crumbling gas rig when a megalodon shark causes trouble. The End of Sex, a married couple sends their kids to winter camp so they can reinvigorate their sexual relationship. TV and streaming. Fatal Attraction on Paramount Plus. Lizzie Kaplan and Joshua Jackson take on the roles from the classic movie. Love and Death on HBO. Elizabeth Olsen plays killer housewife Candy Montgomery, who begins an affair with a fellow churchgoer, Jesse Plemons. The series is based on the 1980 murder. Peter Pan and Wendy on Disney, where else? This is a live-action adaptation of the classic. Renovations on Disney follows Jeremy Renner in a documentary about helping the world by reimagining purpose-built vehicles. Citadel on Amazon, Richard Madden and Priyanka Chopra Jonas play global spies who try to solve a mystery after their memories were wiped clean. The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, a visit with three people who help people in Sweden deal with death and the stuff they leave behind. Sweet Tooth returns for season two on Netflix. Aquafina is Nora from Queens returns for the third season on HBO. You know, you can subscribe to this podcast on all the usual services, or you can go to tvjerry.com, click on the podcast tab, and there's a link. Next week, we visit another theater from the past. First manager Terry Ray will talk about the early days of the Biograph Theater. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. For more Sister, including literally thousands Thousands of reviews, reviews, visit tvjerry.com. That's a wrap.